Good afternoon, America. I'm Aaron Friedman, and this is Politodoxy. Today's topic, electoral candidates. Our electoral candidates suck. Yeah, I know, everybody's got their guy, and everybody says, oh, my guy doesn't suck, or... At the very least, there are other people who say that, yeah, all of them suck, but my guy sucks less. But if there is one thing we can all agree on, if you're not willing to compromise, you deserve to lose. And what I mean by that is mainly the Libertarian Party, which do not, for some reason, endorse the Republican candidate in time, such as in Arizona, where they backed out last minute and then the Democrat won. They love to be spoilers for some reason because they are very, very pure in their ideology because, I don't know, I can't really give you a reason. They never will win the election, no presidential election they will ever win. And if there is a congressional race with a majority libertarian county or district or whatever you have there, no problem that, you know, you're just playing to your voter base. But when you don't have any chance at winning, why are you running candidates? Well, they vote their conscience, they vote uh, their uncompromising values, and then they lose and they get the most, the closest to their ideology, which is the Republican Party, they are the closest aligned, then the Republican loses to the Democrat. And they get to call themselves, oh, they are so self-righteous, they are so good because they voted for their conscience, they voted for their guy, even though they, everybody loses, and now you have the Democrat in charge. Congratulations. This is the main problem with uncompromising on the issues. You have to be able to compromise in some places, on other places you can't, I understand that, but wherever you can, you should, at least, to get a majority to win, and work off of that. But... You, got, you have these libertarians, which, by the way, I have a few libertarian values of my, myself, but I do not identify as a libertarian anymore, although I used to. I don't anymore. Why? Because they are part of the problem. To identify as such is to be part of the problem because then you normalize this kind of behavior where you let the other side win because you have uncompromising values. Congratulations. You're gonna lose, 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 and at least you voted, at least I have my values, at least I have my principles. Yeah, you vote on principles, and you lose on every other subject. Congratulations. So, that's the problem with being uncompromising, such as the Libertarian Party. Then you have the problem with the conservative movement and the Republicans. You have the Republican Party which has put out terrible, terrible candidates who do not respect their voters. But they did write with Mitt Romney, and before anybody starts getting angry at me for praising Mitt Romney, this is Mitt Romney 2012. He became a snake in the grass when Trump got elected because he, he got Trump derangement syndrome. But he was a great guy back in 2012. He was great on the issues. He was talking about E-Verify. He was talking about securing the border. That was much more than any anybody else was talking about. He was the truly conservative guy. What, is Trump better than him? Than, than him? Obviously, we understand that. But Mitt Romney, 2012, he was great. Now we, now we fast forward, now he's a great villain and we need to throw him out of the Senate. He does not belong in the Senate. He does not represent conservative values. We understand this. He got Trump derangement syndrome. He has fallen from grace. He was once graceful, now he's not. 
Do you understand this? It's not that Mitt Romney was always bad. He wasn't always bad. That's the that's the misconception in the in the conservative movement. We think, oh, he was always bad. He was always a traitor. No, he wasn't. He wasn't always a traitor. He became a traitor. That's the thing. It's not that you can't be always a traitor. You have to become that. You can't always be that unless you were always a an, a plant. But. That is a, that now you're going into conspiracy theory area, which if you want to, you can do that. I'm not gonna engage with that at the moment. Alright, so we have Mitt Romney, who was great on the subject, on the issues, and then he became a snake in the grass. Now, we have, th that's the that's the one good guy, the Republican Party, finally the Republican Party finally listening to its voters. That's the guy, but he loses. He loses to Obama. And then the Republican Party, they didn't get a say. They had Jeb Bush, oh, this was their guy. And then you had Ted Cruz, who was um, a mix between the two. He was, you know, kind of establishment and, then, and also kind of from the conservative movement. But you had somebody else running, and that was Donald Trump. Donald Trump was somebody who was against the entire establishment. This was a big F you for the establishment. And this guy was finally, finally gonna clean house, which he did not do. We understand this. Anybody who wants to argue with me on this, no problem. Email me, we will have a we will have a real discussion about this. Donald Trump did not clean out house. He wasn't in charge of his own military. He wasn't in charge of his own FBI, of his own CIA, of on his own NSA, on his own IRS, and so on. He wasn't in charge over those things. He was he was in charge over economy. He was pretty good on that. He was in charge over the um, foreign policy. He was pretty good on that. But on these very crucial things, he was not in charge. As a matter of fact, in fact, what's his name? Milley? General Milley, who emailed his Chinese counterpart, which, by the way, he's a traitor. He's an absolute traitor. This guy betrayed the American people. He he reached out to them saying that any any initiation of war, they, he would quickly warn them and make sure that there is no war or anything like that, as if that is that was going to happen. There was literally no plans, nothing like that in plan, but he came up with this, oh, this, it might happen, so we'll have to warn the enemy. You, he literally was going to warn the enemy if we were going to war with the Chinese, which we weren't, that was not a thing that was gonna happen, but he literally was ready to sell out his country just so he could, I don't know, keep his position. I don't know exactly what's the motivation there, but whatever it is, it has nothing to do with national security, so... And this guy, by the way, he would have been, he would have been punished severely. Let me tell you this much. In the olden days, he would have been pu punished severely, maybe even death. I'm not calling for that. Although uh, maybe in a court of, uh, in a court of law, maybe maybe um, the judge might reach that decision. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that well versed in the law. My point being that this has become acceptable behavior under the Trump presidency, and nobody got punished. So. What we have here is Trump, even even he fired his FBI director, James Comey, got got Chris Ray in there, and what do we have? Oh yes, it's still a corrupt FBI. He was not in charge. Donald Trump was not in charge. Anybody who wants to come talk to me about how great Trump was, yes, he was great on certain issues, other issues, he was terrible, whatever, fine. But he was not in charge, and he hasn't indicated that he is going to be in charge um, if he wins the presidency again. He hasn't shown anything. Even, even. Let's look at his latest people. His latest people who represented him at the impeachment trial. They were terrible. They were absolutely terrible. He's not hiring the best people. He is just not hiring the best people. Hired Jared Kushner. Um, what's the other guy? 
Bill Barr. Where was he? Where was... I, I remember this. Mark Levin um, praising Bill Barr back in 2020 for law and order and so and so. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean law and order? How many... How many BLM criminals and Antifa rioters did Bill Barr arrest? Oh, none! Oh, right, none! Absolutely nobody! He did- No prosecutions brought, no prosecutors, no nothing, absolutely nothing. He's the chief law enforcement guy and absolutely nothing. Yes, that's what you get, Bill Barr, amazing conservative. But, this is- Also, from the Bush administration, congratulations, Trump. He hired the, the worst people for the job and this is how we got here. We got here with enough. This is why everything was ineffective because Donald Trump still does not know how to hire the best people. All right, so that's the, that's one of the major criticisms I have of Donald Trump, and he hasn't indicated that he has changed on that on that front. You want to debate me on this? You can debate me on this. All right, but he was the big fu for the establishment, and we finally got somebody there that would say no, we don't want your guy. All right, so we have Donald Trump. He did what he did. Didn't do what he didn't do. And now we're here at this point. This is the Republican um, Party now backing Ron DeSantis. We have a Republican Party backing Ron DeSantis and a conservative, half of the conservative movement, or maybe even 75% with Donald Trump, and the other 25% who are true, real conservatives who are with Ron DeSantis. We even have Tucker Carlson, who hate, apparently he hates Trump. Apparently, I don't know. His text messages indicate so that he hates Donald Trump. You could go look that up if you want. He, so if you, for those Trump types who are saying that Ron DeSantis, oh, he is, Trump is a real conservative, and Ron DeSantis, he is a psyop, and he is not real, he's not a true conservative, just, and you think that Tucker Carlson is your hero, well, take a look what Tucker Carlson said, okay? Just calm down, calm down. There are good people on both sides, there are bad people on both sides, there are shills for Donald Trump, there are shills for DeSantis, good guys for DeSantis, and good guys for Donald Trump, okay? Let's make this very clear, alright? We can have, this is the main problem with the conservative movement, movement right now, in our elected people, and our people who want to get elected, and people who want to elect other people, that we we have variety right now. This is, isn't this something that we always wanted? We wanted to be able to debate between this conservative and that conservative, and for some reason, we call the other side evil, terrible, and so on and so forth. I thought this is what we wanted. We wanted to have a variety of conservatives, not Republicans, but conservative candidates. Now, we have our fair share of Republican candidates with the establishment, Nikki Haley, and so on, but we also have conservative candidates such as Donald Trump, and Ron DeSantis, but for some reason, the other guy, they are terrible, they're trying to subvert, they're terrible. Why? Why do we have to have this infighting? We have infighting. We have a worse enemy in the Democrat Party. We need to focus on that. We can have normal, good debates on who is better. We can have that. We can have even fiery debates. There is no problem with that. But why are we calling each other establishment? Both of them are not establishment. None of them are establishment. One is backed by a lot of establishment figures. Okay, fine. And who is Donald Trump backed by? Oh, yes, Lindsey Graham and other neocons. All right, so the establishment politicians, they are supporting both sides. It's all, everything is both sides. Don't put this only one way or the other. That's the problem that we have here. We can't take the victories. We never do. Whenever there is a victory, I've seen this so many times, actually. Whenever we have a Republican doing some powerful moves, then we say, no, we shouldn't do that. Some pro-life bill. No, we shouldn't because that could anger the left. And it, um, on the trans issue, we 
we put our foot down and we say no this this has gone too far no we can't because it's uh, you're hurting their feelings and so on and so forth i'm like we're having victories and this is what we fight for and then for some reason we have people who are not they're not happy with that they've been fighting for this all their lives and now that we finally get to take action no we shouldn't do that because because whatever because they they are so used to losing that when victory comes around they feel it's a new kind of feeling it's something they've never felt before they don't know what to make of it it's something new so they're scared they're scared of the unknown that's what that's what victory is to them it's unknown they don't know what the, what it is they can't cope with that so that's why they have to start criticizing criticizing each other and they they don't know how to take the victory we have a major victory here with Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump maybe I'm being too optimistic but l just listen to me for one moment here we have two great conservatives and we should be debating on the issues and getting both of them more right-wing the problem here is Donald Trump is attacking Ron DeSantis from the left meanwhile Ron DeSantis is attacking Donald Trump from the right although on the Ukraine issue I'm kind of disappointed in him that he kind of backtracked there although he didn't take it fully so I'm not sure exactly what to make of it I want to see where this this is gonna go but he has been he has been attacking Donald Trump more from the right and also on being more effective which by the way he is just as a matter of fact he hires the right people you know what he did in, in Florida with the Democrat Party? For those of you who don't, don't follow Florida politics that much, and I don't, don't either, but here's a major thing. Who ran against Ron DeSantis in this, this time around? It was... What's his name again? Um, Charlie Crist. This bubbling idiot who was once a Republican, then a Democrat, then an Independent. He lost all three times. That's amazing, by the way. He lost as a Republican, Independent, and Democrat. That's so funny, by the way. But he ran against Ron DeSantis, right? So this guy was won again in the primary, Democrat primary. He won against Nikki Fried, who was the Agriculture Commissioner. She came in second place, as I recall. And he lost against Ron DeSantis. Guess who the Democrats in Florida named as their um, DNC chair in Florida? Nikki Fried. He, he destroyed them. He absolutely demolished them so badly that they had to go with their second place as their new R, uh, as their new DNC chair. That is absolutely hilarious. They are so destroyed and they, they are so out of the game that they... Let's not even talk about how red Florida is. Florida is more Republican than California is Democrat. Do you understand? This was once a swing state, and this is what Ron DeSantis did to a swing state. This isn't because Donald Trump endorsed Ron DeSantis in this election. This is be although, of course, it helped. Duh. I mean, you get a Trump endorsement in a, in a new Republican state. I mean, Repu new. I mean that it switched from being a switch state to a Republican state. That. Of course, it, does, it doesn't hurt you, but that wasn't Donald Trump. That was all Ron DeSantis is doing, making Florida conservative. That, was, uh, that is Ron DeSantis' work, not Donald Trump. Although, although we'll give Donald Trump credit for endorsing Ron DeSantis and getting this guy elected against Anna Putnam and getting, um, getting him elected as governor, yes. Donald Trump created Ron DeSantis, which, by the way, I kind of find funny when Donald Trump says that Ron DeSantis is a creation by the establishment and they are voting. Although, yes, there are a lot of establishment figures voting for, for Ron DeSantis and pushing him, right? But you say that he is, an, he is a creation by them. He, the establishment created Ron DeSantis. And then on the second breath says, oh, yes, and by the way, I created Ron DeSantis. It's other, either one way or the other. You can't say it's both. 
Either you created Ron DeSantis and you made Ron DeSantis who he is, or the establishment made who he is. One or the other. You can't go both ways. Alright, so this guy Ron DeSantis, he's great on the issues. He, on substance, he's very good. If you listen to him, you see he's very good. And for some reason, we have people who can't take the win. We have two conservatives. Finally, the, finally we have people who are listening to the voters. Finally running for Republican for the Republican nomination, and no, we can't have to, there are too many, we can't have that. I understand the party division, but that's my, that's my worry. My worry is there are people who can't handle that. I can handle that. I can understand we have two conservatives and we should be debating who is better. But for some reason, we have people who are fighting amongst each other that no, you're, you're the fake guy, you're the psyop. Stop it. Just stop it. We have good guys. We have good guys running. We should be happy with this. We, uh, again, of course, Donald Trump is going to attack Ron DeSantis on uh, stupid issues. Uh, for some reason, he's attacking him from the left. He's attacking him on things that doesn't matter, on things that doesn't make any sense, and contradicting contradicting himself constantly. We see that. that. That's Donald Trump going to be Donald Trump. Fine. Whatever. Fine. Uh, we need to stop responding to that so Donald Trump knows that, wait a minute, my people aren't responding to this. Maybe I should attack him on the, su on the, on the substance and be more conservative in attacking from the right. Then we should respond to that and be like, yeah, that's good, that's fine. Yeah, we should want that. We, are, we should be the levers in control of Donald Trump's emotions and um, way of attack. Yes, we should be that. But for some reason, we can't take the win. That is the main problem on the conservative side. That when we have W's, we have wins, we are winning this, we are winning that, we have people who can't take it. They can't because it's a new feeling for them, they don't know how to take it, and they start coping with, uh, this must be a psyop, this must be... No, we're, we're just being effective. It's okay, it's fine, we can win this. All right, so now let's get, take a look at the Democrat side. Now we have, at the Democrat side, we're starting to see good things happen with with Kennedy running, although as much as I hate the Kennedy family, the immediate family, that is, I don't hate anybody who's a Kennedy, I just hate the immediate family because of their politics and the way they're betrayed by, um, portrayed uh, by the media as this um, glitz and glamorous and amazing. No, it's absolutely, it's absolutely um, complete, it's a complete uh, fake story, much like McCarthyism is, is fake. McCarthyism didn't, didn't exist um, the way it, um, the media likes to say it did. It didn't. McCarthy, uh, Joseph McCarthy was a great man, he was a great leader, he exposed a lot of the spies that, that, that the Democrats were trying to hide together with Richard Nixon, although, although they worked separately, but whatever. Point being that they maligned this guy, he was a great guy, and the Democrats, they just hate him, and they named an entire era after him, even though he had nothing to do with that. He had his own thing going on, and for some reason, uh, although there was a certain people who were paranoid, oh, now it's McCarthyism. He had nothing to do with anything. He had his own thing going on, but for some reason, now we have to malign a guy for something that he did um, which was, which by the way, he did not go far enough. You could read Ann Coulter's book Treason to find out more. It's it's crazy. That that is, if there's one book you should read right now, um, actually two books. It's of course Ann Coulter's book on immigration and Treason. Treason is one of the best books Ann Coulter wrote. All right. So back and by the way, people are gonna get. Um, kind of mix up here that I almost in every episode so far I've mentioned Ann Coulter it's just that's how good it is I'm I'm just saying that's how good it is that I have to talk again about Ann Coulter every time because she wrote the best books I've ever read all right so on the Democrat side you have you have Kennedy who as much as I, as I said, as much as I don't like the Kennedy family, this guy, this guy, he really gets it. He is more of a populist Democrat, much like Bernie Sanders used to be. Now, for you guys, um, maybe Democrats who are listening to me because 
I don't know why you would listen to me, because, you know, I'm a firebrand, I'm a radical conservative, as I call myself, and for those who don't know what, what I mean by radical, just go to the previous episodes on where I talk about being a radical, you'll understand what I mean by that. I don't know why you would listen to me, but if you do, I appreciate it, thank you very much. Because we are both, one thing we, um, me and the so-called socialists, although I do think it's demonic, but me and the socialists do have in common is that we both are populists. We both want the outsider to win. We don't want this establishment uh, um, creature winning. We want, we don't want the house to win. We want the players to start winning, right? So, this is the one thing we have in common. That we are here to work for the nation instead of for every other um, globalist agenda out there. And all, all um, big corporations need to be reined in and controlled. And um, our population need to be, needs to be protected. Our environment needs to be protected. Actually, we have a lot of in common. Um, me uh, me and, and a lot of the so-called leftists who are anti-war and so on. And who actually want to do something. The populists from the left. That much I'll tell you. All right. Although not economically, but on a lot of issues, we do have a common. Okay, so those guys, you who are listening right now, who are a populist leftist, the problem, and you love Bernie Sanders for some reason, the problem is with Bernie Sanders, he's not a populist anymore. He used to talk about the millionaires and the billionaires, but now he's a millionaire, so he stopped talking about the millionaires, now he's talking only about the billionaires, that's number one. But what else is now he's a complete sellout. He was, he was supposed to be the outsider candidate against the Clinton machine, right? Then he got scammed out of the election, and what did he do? He shilled for the Clintons. He endorsed them. Why would you do that? You are the outsider candidate. Donald Trump would never do that. If he were, if he were scammed out of the Republican nomination, you know he would, not, he would run third party. This guy would not endorse the Republican nominee, as he said he wouldn't. But for some reason, you have Bernie Sanders endorsing the Democrat. So your guy, Bernie Sanders, is a scam artist. He did not... Uh, he, he betrayed everything you stand for. So you cannot vote for Bernie Sanders. If you live in Vermont, do not vote for this guy again. He is a scam. He... He's a traitor to your own cause. He calls himself a democratic socialist. He's grifting. He's grifting. Again, his book, literally, he's talking about um, it's okay to be angry at capitalism while making money off of his own book. I mean, he's a capitalist. What are you even talking about? This guy is a complete traitor to your own cause. For some reason, you refuse to see that. You have to look at the facts. Bernie Sanders is a complete establishment shill. That's what he is. You can't see it any other way. But... Now you have another guy. You have another guy. He's not a socialist. I'll give you that. Yeah, I understand. He's not a socialist. He doesn't agree with you and everything. But the one thing he is, he's an outsider candidate. As much as the, the Kennedys are establishment figures, we understand the Kennedys, they were supposed to be establishment. They have fallen out of grace long time, a long time ago. Um, although some of them do still stand, um, stick around. But... I mean, as a political dynasty, thank God it never um, took flight that political dynasty because I hate political dynasties from all sides. Any any pol political dynasty, I hate those. But it never took off. So now you have you have your guy RFK Jr. This guy, he is an outsider. You have to support him. I understand. And by the way, I support him as a conservative who I do I do not agree with this guy on so many issues. Although some things he's very based, such as he's um, pardoning Julian Assange and um, Edward, uh, Edward Snowden. I'm I'm fully on board with that. I wish Donald Trump would talk about that. I wonder, Donald Trump is supposed to be the outsider candidate. I'm just wondering, on um, why didn't he pardon them? You know how, you know how 
funny it would have been Donald Trump pardoning them and then he had Bill Barr uh, Donald Trump had Bill Barr who talked about um, both of them as um, traitors to the country and so on and they and they should be put in prison I mean of course Donald Trump he was he was um, controlled to an effect to an extent he was controlled by the establishment and he hasn't indicated that he wouldn't be this time around but point is that he's talking about very good things and we want to see that right we both want even as a leftist I assume you also want to see the military industrial complex um, put in its place and you want these guys to be pardoned right a lot of us actually want this on the conservative side, on the leftist side, maybe not the establishments, but just us. As populists, from different angles, but on certain issues, we are both on agreement. Let's do this. We, you gotta, you have to support Kennedy. You have to, because he's the only one who's truly an outsider. He doesn't agree with you everything on, on, on economics. Yes, he's not really a socialist. He's more of an old-school traditionalist Democrat somewhat, although we we have gone so far left that he's actually more of a 2000s Democrat than an actual 1960s Democrat. But whatever. He is he's his own thing, but he is outside. He's outside the game, don't you see? That's what you you want to hurt your political establishment. You want to send them a message, vote for uh, I mean I don't know if this is really, uh, if you have the manpower to do so, but you'll have to go and bring out your support for Kennedy and go against Biden. He, I mean, come on, this Biden, if you are a true socialist and you vote for Biden, you are a complete traitor to your own cause. This guy is a crony capitalist through all, every on every level, he's a crony capitalist, making money off of everything. He didn't pay his fair share in the book, on his book, which he was, I think, $210,000 he owes in taxes, which he um, write it under a share corporation. I don't remember exactly what kind of corporation he wrote it under, so he shouldn't have to pay those taxes. I mean, come on. This guy is a crony capitalist. His son is making money, uh, selling influence, his brother, his nephew, niece, everybody in the dire family. Are you kidding me? If you are truly a socialist, you have got to vote for Kennedy, because although he's not socialist, he's not really that much of a crony capitalist. Biden is. If you want to vote for a crony capitalist, vote for Biden, okay? If you want to vote for a capitalist, you vote for Trump. If you want to vote for, um, if you want to vote for somebody who's outside both, you vote either for Andersantas, Donald Trump, or for Kennedy. If you're a populist, you cannot vote for the establishment again, and that's the main problem on the Democrat side. That they are, uh, once they decide on something, they they are very. They understand victory. They are very used to victory, so they know how to take victories. That's why they don't see that much infighting. But here's another thing on the Democrat side that you that needs to be discussed. It's that the Democrat Party, it has weird, a weird thing, a weird obsession with putting out people who are not fully there, such as Joe Biden. This, this guy is not fully there. We know this. And you, you just can't deny it. A true international over the pressure. What does that mean? That's a that's a direct quote from Joe Biden. If you the day you tell me what that means, then maybe we could discuss Biden's mental capacity. But he's not there. Then you have Diane Feinstein. You have John Fetterman. Um, some other guy I think in Ohio who also medically need me, who needs medical attention. 
uh, although although mentally there, who's but still needs medical attention, and so on and so forth. We have seen these people. So what is going on here? Is this a defect or is this a part of the machine? And I'll tell you this much: conservatives get it all wrong, and also Democrats they deny it. So here is the real thing: it's not a defect. It's by design. These people who are not mentally there, it's by design. It's not a defect. It's specifically tailored towards getting people who do not know what they're doing to do what the Democrat machine wants. Because it's never the Democrat who runs in an election. That's that's a misconception. We think, oh, this or that, that. This, the Republican versus the Democrat. It's not the Republican versus the Democrat. It's, it could go a few ways. One, it's the one establishment versus the other establishment. It could go the populist versus the establishment. And this case, when it comes to Democrats, it's almost always the establishment running. It's never the actual Democrat running. That is why John Fetterman won. People weren't voting for John Fetterman. People were voting for the establishment, for the Democrat agenda. It was the agenda that was running, not Fetterman. It was the agenda that was running, not Biden. It was the agenda that was running, not Dianne Feinstein, and so on. It's always the agenda that's why you have you can see a lot of so-called moderate democrats running in elections and then they turn completely leftist what happened it they were never they were never their own person to begin with they were always the democrat agenda it's always the democrat agenda so when you see these people who are not mentally there you should, you should understand, it's by design because they are easy to control. They are literally controlling these people. Look at Diane Feinstein. This woman has no idea she left the Senate. She still thinks, she, she was in a hospital, I think, for shingles or whatever, and she still thinks that she was in the Senate this entire time. She has no idea. Where, what's happening here? And by the way, she's supposed to be a more moderate... From California? Let me tell you this. From California, she is the more moderate candidate. Thinking, Seeing how far California is, she is of a more moderate variety in the Democrat Party. How leftist she is, California could do worse. So, what's happening here... I mean, her as a person, not her as the agenda. The agenda controls her, so that's why you have the Democrats... Um, being able to manipulate exactly what happens to their candidates. That's all it's about. It's the Democrat agenda. Now, what happens when you have somebody like Obama running? I'll tell you. When Obama was running, he was mentally there. You see, it was still the Democrat agenda running because it it isn't always about mental capacity. It's about who could be controlled. The, Obama was being controlled. He was a puppet for a greater power that was the Democrat establishment, people behind the curtains, people behind the mask. They were controlling him. Obama was the pretty guy, the the well-established guy, the good-looking guy, the celebrity. That's what he was. And, this, and the same goes with a lot of other Democrat um, people who were put out there. Now, when the Clintons ran, that's a totally different story. The Clintons, they are the ones who are the ones controlling things as they were with Jeffrey Epstein, and these these are, the Clintons are the guys behind the masks, but 
It's kind of weird though, because although they are the guys behind the masks, they're not really wearing any masks. But I guess they don't wear any masks because they don't have to because they are protected by other establishment figures who know if they fall, they all fall. So they, they are protected by this other class who make sure that they are in the, in the secure, in the green area. So you have a few, you have a few varieties here. One is the people behind the mask. You have the people who are dummies and they have no idea what's going on. And then you have the people who are easy to manipulate. They're good looking, but they don't have any substance to them. They're not Bernie Sanders, in other words. So you had Bernie Sanders who ran against Clinton. Who were they gonna pick? Oh, they're not gonna pick Sanders because this guy is anti-establishment. We're talking back 2008 area and also 2016 area, both of them. But when you, when you look at when you look at the one who is easy to manipulate, that would be Obama. So that is why Clinton, um, Hillary lost to Obama the first time around. Why? Because although Hillary was part of the establishment, they wanted somebody, the the rest of the guys said, no, Clinton, you, st you sit this one out. We're first going to have the pretty guy. We're going to have Obama first because he's easily to, easy to control. Then we're going to have you. Then we're gonna have the person who is kinda in charge, you know, the Clintons, they are part of the machine. But Obama, he is the one, he's a puppet. As much as he manipulated other people, he's also a puppet. So he's a puppet controlling puppets. So that's what's going on here. It's kinda hard to explain, and maybe some of you, you don't accept it, you think, no, you're going too far, whatever, whatever. This is how I see it. It's just, it, this is just an opinion. You know, it's not fact, it's an opinion, but this is how I see it. This is how I understand it to be. You have some people who are really in charge, and those are the people who manipulate everything, and Bernie Sanders, he's a puppet. That's what he is, and that's the problem on the Democrat side. So that's why I'm afraid. I'm afraid that Kennedy, as much as I like him, because he's going to change the entire subject. You see, Kennedy is... Uh, is going to change the entire conversation we're having because now it's a, it's one establishment against the other establishment. But just imagine, Ron DeSantis versus Kennedy or Donald Trump versus Kennedy. Like They both get the nomination. Just imagine. Just imagine. We would have a real discussion on the populist side of things instead of this establishment versus the other establishment. Could you just imagine? This would bring the entire national conversation regardless who wins. Even if Kennedy wins the, the presidency. Even if he wins the entire national conversation will be shifted to a more right-wing populist area just because of that because Kennedy is significantly more right-wing than than Biden although still left-wing but still more right-wing than Biden so first you'll have a right-wing shift regardless then you'll have the populist shift because they're both populists that's another shift and you'll have everybody finally talking about issues that affect us and we'll be like, wait a minute, it's always us against the establishment. It's not one, uh, one American versus the other, it's specifically us versus them, as in the establishment. And that's the very important thing. That's why I want Kennedy to win, although I don't want him to win the presidency. I want him to win the Democratic nomination because this is gonna shift the entire winning 
Think about it. Winning the presidency, you shift around a few things. Politics downstream of culture, culture downstream of politics, right? But just imagine what a national conversation where good faith arguments are made. Because now every, almost everything is bad faith. We need more good faith arguments. And this will get the more serious people into the conversation. Because both of us hate the establishment. And that's what it's really about. When we have, when we will have real populists who are not poisoning the well of debate, engage that's when we will really have real great conversations that's why we need kennedy on their side we need um, donald trump or ron DeSantis on our side and we need to stop attacking each other because we have bigger fish to fry i thank you very much for listening to this episode please if you want to email me email me at politidoxy at gmail.com and remember please leave um, subscribe leave five stars and Please, again, share this episode. This One of the most important things you can do to help me out is share the episode, get more people uh, involved, and get to listen to this episode. Thank you very much, and remember, my fellow radicals, stay political.